hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So as we start our second season, second year craziness, it's insane that it's been a year we're bringing on some heavy hitters. This is no joke, people. I am telling you, if we don't get our shit together after this, I don't know when we will. I don't know how many times we're going to have to hear it from everybody. But today we are going to talk to Jackie McDougall. She is a broadcast professional with over two decades of experience. And she's worked with, I don't know if maybe you've heard of NBC, Warner Brothers, Disney, Definitely added some creative force and some projects with them. But then, thankfully for us, she has moved her attention to our group, Mind Plus More, to supporting women over 40. And she launched, this is why I wanted to talk to her, the Grown Ass Woman's Guide say that one more time. I will. The Grown Ass Woman's Guide. It's a podcast and community that connects women in the middle. Such an interesting place to be, but not a bad place to be either. It's not all that bad. It really isn't. But she connects women with experts and resources and brands they need to thrive. I can't wait. I thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Seriously, I forgot I was on for a second. I was so engaged with what you were saying. (laughs) I just love the, we just don't hear it. We need, because we're too busy playing the 24-7 reel of lies in our head. So we just need to hear this. And if it's on a walk, if it's on a drive, whatever it is, eventually there'll be a tipping point. And then we'll be like, oh, that's right. Like, I'll give myself some grace. I am a badass. Come on. What are we waiting for? Before we even get started, I always start with tell us about you anywhere you want to start. Yeah, you know, I was prepared for this. I've listened to your podcast. (laughs) It's such a loaded. I I know everyone's like, I don't, but then you just, oh, okay, let's start in this part. Yeah. So thank you for doing this regularly because I was, I had time to prepare. So everything I have done over 40 was inspired by everything I went through before the age of three. Mm. 
when I was three years old, my mom died of breast cancer. She had the BRCA gene. I'm not sure if you're familiar, which I also I carry. And she was 39 when she passed. And so I always Ugh. lived my life as if 39 was an end date. It was like you, the milk expiration, right? I lost and, my mom at 52. And the happiest day of my life was waking up on my 53rd birthday. Oh my gosh, but, you get it lived my life very differently until then, until you realize I get more. It's time. It's bonus <laughs> right? time. You are so right. I'm sorry. You go on. Oh, wow. No, no. That's sorry. Crazy. Thank you for sharing yeah. that because yeah. there's a language I think we speak mm. when mm -hmm. we are daughters of moms that we've lost uh, at a young age. Motherless Daughters, mm -hmm. great book by Hope Edelman. And yes. that's what helped me six years at, into my journey of, of my loss. And I, oh, again, cherry on top. I was pregnant with my first daughter. Thanks, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, yeah. but that book was for me a lifesaver. Yeah. That book got me through like those very powerful, very confused years in my twenties because people yeah. think, I mean, we could talk about grief forever, but I, I know, you know, know, people think that grief is this thing where you feel it, feel it, feel it. And then it mm. sort of like dissipates. Mm. And as someone who loses a mom specifically, I can speak to is that it would show up. It would rear its ugly it's, head at very inopportune uh, times in my life, always. in my teen years and in yep. my twenties. Mm -hmm. And so when I turned 40, it was like, huh, hmm. this is new. <laughs> this yeah. is interesting. What do I want to do now? You know, because you didn't allow yourself to think that, to dream, no. to even see. Like I didn't, I didn't do any of that. When I first had my kids and I had my daughters in my 20s and then my Sylvanir son in my 30s, it was just living life in a hurry. Hurry up, hurry yeah. up, hurry up, because this is all the time I'm going to have. Yeah. Mad goals. I have to say in my twenties mm. and thirties mm -hmm. was like, mm -hmm. I have to make this amount of money. I have to buy mm -hmm. a house. I have to have mm -hmm. a husband and this many kids. And it was a plan. And then when I had all those things and I was 40, I'm like, I didn't plan for this. <laughs> I didn't plan for what's next. I don't know what to do. And so mm. I kind of sat with it for a few years. And then I realized mm -hmm. there are a lot of women over 40 who are like, I don't know what's next. I, I don't know what to do. And so I started creating content and I had been working in talk shows and they automatically were getting an audience over 40 and they were mm -hmm. not, they were not happy about that audience over 40. They were constantly trying to get younger and younger and younger. And I thought, if you're not going to appreciate this crowd that I'm in, <laughs> then I'm going to create content for them and I'm going to build community and have these conversations and that's when I just started. Uh, originally, it was called 40 Thrive. And then I recently, back in the fall, rebranded the Grown-Ass Woman's Guide because as you you only have to know me for 30 seconds to know that that's a yeah. better fit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a much better fit. It's obviously grabs your attention right away. And quite honestly, it's true. Yeah. It's yeah, true. You know, on the flip side, it also helps people understand what to expect. So if it's not for them, mm -hmm. I am like, that's totally cool. Like, I'm so mm -hmm. glad I didn't waste your time trying mm -hmm. to get you to listen to a podcast or follow on the YouTube channel. So you started with the community building online. Yes. And then that morphs into a podcast with the same name. That's correct. 
I okay. it started the community and then about a year later I and I had already been podcasting. I've actually been podcasting since 2011. Like regularly, I was one of the early people. You were a pioneer. I mean, I started <laughs> listening probably 5 years ago. I drive an hour in each direction every oh, wow. day, so I have a lot of time and kind of yep. like ran out of audible books, had enough dance parties in my car <laughs> and just was kind of tired of listening just to music and when these came along I was like, what is this that I'm right? hearing? And it's interesting cuz during COVID I was home remote. Thank well, not even thankfully. I should have been home longer, but I was home for like six weeks and I had a six second commute down my hallway instead of an hour. (laughs) And it was a very busy time. You know, the fact that we were one of the few companies still open in New York, New York City, no less. So I worked. I was like at the computer every day, eight to five. I probably worked more at home than I did than I would have in the office. But I missed my podcast time. Like I was missing so much because I didn't have that time to listen. And it's weird when I'm not in the car. Like I don't just sit at home and listen to, I I, like, I have to be somewhere type thing. It's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. So you were an OG. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a show called Broadscast and it was, uh, Oh God, I love these names. (laughs) It was like a pop culture show for, uh, you know, with a female, with a woman spin, but then that was with a co-host and that was amazing. And that ended. And so I knew I wanted to do more, personal development, get into people's journeys and understand transitions and really just like feeling fear and doing it anyway and all of that stuff. And so it was very different from the news and pop culture that we had been doing and current events. And so, yeah, I started the podcast in uh, late 2018. Wow. And wow. So some of the topics you talk of, I mean, talk Mm -hmm. to me about the community. What are some of your not goals. What are your intentions? What do you want to put out there? What do you want to remind us of? That's a great question. Well, number one is if you're above ground, you are just getting started. There is, Mm. it's not too late. All those BS stories. I'm not enough. I don't know enough. Like, yes, you do. The stories that we tell ourselves that we would never have told ourselves in our twenties and thirties, even, you know, Mm -hmm. we would just go and try things. I'm a big fan of just getting out there, not having all your ducks in a row, not making a quote unquote plan, but just getting out and trying things that you've always wanted to do. I think we got to a certain point where we sit back and we expect that the answers are going to come to us Mm. and they don't. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) You can stop listening. I hope not, but okay. We we went to the end. Sorry. (laughs) But, you know, I think taking risks like, we have never been smarter than we are right now. We've never been more capable. We've never had as much experience. Mm-hmm. And so how could you not take a leap in your life? And, and it doesn't even have to be like, I quit my job and now I'm an entrepreneur and I sell candles. It could be, I went on a date. It could be, I ran for you know local office. It could be, mm-hmm. I just speak up. How many women mm-hmm. have not been speaking up and sharing what they want? I find that a lot in the community. And so the women I interview often are experts, but many of them, 
it's great to have an expertise. It's awesome that you have, you're a psychologist or you're a doctor or you're some sort of professional and that's amazing. And we get all the tips and tricks that Mm -hmm. we can, but to me, it's the story of that person because we're all the same in that we have different experiences and some of us have letters after our names or fancy degrees. But when we start to really talk about who we are Mm -hmm. and what our fears are and what our dreams are, or that we forgot to dream (laughs) the last 20 years, we're all the same. Yeah. A lot of validation comes of that. It's interesting because in what I'm learning in the podcast world and in, in the digital marketing world, it's everywhere. It's on Insta, it's anywhere you look, wherever your platform is, there are a lot of experts. And that's a word that I still struggle with. I'm an HR professional for the last 10 years. I come from an accounting and sales world. But more importantly, I think I can do anything because I know I have more than half a brain and I can learn. But I fall short, like, I don't, I'm like, ah, and you know, I'm, I'm creative. I still beautiful window treatments. I can look at a room and just see what it's going to look like with my very special eyes. But yet I'm like, oh, expert. I like how you say that that's fine. And again, that's something that they have perhaps achieved academically in their courses but it doesn't really identify them. Like my biggest thing is what I do for a living is not who I am. It's something I do. And I've done Mm -hmm. a thousand things. If I was to, you know, like I was a nail technician, I was a travel, you name it. I was, I was, I, you know, when my kids were small, I sold Tupperware for six years. I drove company Tupperware cars. I saw, I did a lot of, I did it all. And, but I was also in that age time. Let's go back to where the clock was ticking for me Mm. and it was balls to the wall. Who cared? What did I have to lose? I'm checking out. Like she died at 52. Yeah. I'm repeating it. So there was a very different, you know, no fucks given. I'm going to try it. Why not? I've always wanted to. Right. And then in my fifties, I'm like, Hmm, now what? (laughs) Then, then all of a sudden, like what makes me think I can, but what makes you think you can? Yeah. So a lot (laughs) of things make me think I can, This juncture definitely was inspired by, I think, my kids who got tired of hearing me talk about wanting to do a podcast for like three years uh, (laughs) and a wonderful group of friends in my mastermind group Mm -hmm. that during COVID, we would still Zoom and come up with ideas. We were doing our vision boards. And I said, yeah, no, it's, yeah, this, I'm taking this time and I'm, I'm working on my podcast. And they're like, all right, well, next week you should have, you know, a list of your guests and what your episodes are going to be and maybe some notes written. And I was like, oh, hmm. All right. Let me, uh, accountability is everything. Shut up or put up. It (laughs) truly, truly is because left up to me, I'd still be talking about it. I would. Yeah. But here you are one year later. One year later. So what do you find, I think, as women, when we get older, friends 
I used to be, and I remember saying it so clearly, probably when I was approaching 40 or in my early 40s, where I'm like, you know what? I have enough friends. I'm good. I have my, <laughs> I have my high school friends. I have, you know, just, I have friends. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. And then I meet this other group of women that went on this journey with me. We're still on together. Is it 18 years later? It's wow. crazy. And through this, through podcasting, through definitely some, for me, self-development, I'm meeting other people at almost 60. Like it's never too late. I, I If only I would listen to my kids because I would be like, you haven't met your, met your best friend yet. You haven't met him yet. You haven't met your keeper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I have friends who I have been friends with since the nineties. I have Mm -hmm. one of my very best friends in Boston. I've known her since seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I feel so extremely lucky to have the women in my life that I do. And I'm also, I'll be turning 51. I am so open when Mm -hmm. I try new things. Mm-hmm. And when I reach a new or, or find a new passion or reach a new place in my business, mm-hmm. that there are other women who come into my world who I want to be open-minded to because yeah. making friends at different times of your life, right? I love that I have mm-hmm. these friends from a long time ago, but I also love that I'm open to making new friends who get to know as who I am right now. Which is exactly, and your childhood friends, your oldest friends knew you then and knew you yeah. when. And yes. you were different. Everybody was, yeah. you know. We and were thank all God there was no the social media. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like, you'd have yeah. to really try hard to take a picture, you know, to take the camera out. Then you'd have to get it developed. So you you were pretty safe. <laughs> then you'd have to, like, actually show the Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Manually, like to each person that you saw in person. Yeah. You know, we can be thankful for that. (laughs) So tell me, because I think people are going to hear their thoughts on this episode today, because what do you think? There's a few top, uh, you know, top three or whatever, but a common struggle of the over 40 ish group Mm. that someone would be like, why they're either still feeling less than, and it could be, I mean, any arena of their life, but it's an interesting time with the whole me too. I'm a little older than you, but we lived during interesting times when we were younger with behavior that was very accepted with obviously a lot of pay discrepancies. And Mm. then when you finally take the bull by the horns and be like, all right, no, same job, same people, different gender, what's happening here? Mm. Do you find that today's women are more vocal? Yes and no. I think that today's women are more vocal, but I also think today's women don't have to be. If we were going to, in our generation, stand up for Mm -hmm. ourselves, we were on our own. Mm -hmm. It was up to us to speak up. Nobody in HR, nobody, you know, management. There was no company culture that would protect us. And so if we stood up for ourselves during certain times at work in the past, Mm -hmm. it would just be on us. And then we'd be probably labeled a bitch or difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a culture now that sees that many of those behaviors are completely unacceptable. And so women do stand up, but they also don't have to as much as they did before. Trust me, I'm not saying that everything is hunky-dory and everyone's singing Kumbaya in the office, but I think that there are guidelines and rules in place that we never experienced. They thankfully don't have to stand up for themselves because there are standards and practices now that weren't in place. As you were saying that, I was remembering that. So it must be, I would say at least 25 years ago, because I left right after I had my son, but this uh, Fortune 500 company that I worked for, very corporate, in the dress code, women, had we had to wear pantyhose. Like we couldn't wear any, if we had a dress on, it could not be like even without stockings on. And, right, right. and, and I think back to that time and I'm like, oh, I can't believe we had to do that. It was just silly stuff all the time. Yeah, this sexist BS that, you know, (laughs) that there was a time where women couldn't wear pants. It wasn't that long ago that women couldn't wear pants in some of their workplaces. Like, how insane is that? Yeah, in the the different industries for sure. And yeah, yeah, some of it is still, I see the uniform like in in the law profession and and there's that navy blue suit, although they they have graduated to the pant suit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the power suit. <laughs> to the power suit. Yeah. Like, I don't I could oh. never I could never work in that corporate type of environment anyway. You know, I need like constant change. Mm-hmm. And I like one of the episodes that you said, don't do the hustle. Oh yeah. Don't do the Loved hustle it. for sure. Don't um, do the hustle. You know, because I mean, you were just describing how you were when you were younger, right? I did this, Mm -hmm. I did this, I did this. And Mm -hmm. we do all the things Mm -hmm. to keep all the balls in the air. But you get to a certain point where I think we're hustling just for the sake of hustling. We found our value in how busy, like how many times Mm -hmm. did you see somebody in the grocery Mm -hmm. store and you're like, how are you? I'm so busy. Uh, Oh yeah. Well, I'm so busy. And it's like a busy Busy doing what? Don't know. Right. But out all day, out all effing day. Don't oh, ask yeah. what happened, what the hell you did. Right. Uh, but boy, it was like a busy. badge of honor, right? I'm so, I was too busy yes. to eat, you know, yeah. that whole thing. I was like, first of all, that's never happened to me. But secondly, why? What are you doing? Yeah. So I think that we now in our over 40s, over 50s, 60s, mm. I think we're a lot more aligned with mm-hmm. who we want to be and what we want to be doing and honest with ourselves. And one of the things I see all the time in the struggle are the women who believe that they need to be doing today what they decided they would be doing 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And so if you made a decision at 40 and you're now 50 or you're 60 and you feel like, well, I made that decision. I guess I have to see it through. Like you saw it through. If you're listening to this right now, here is your permission to make a new decision. Like You don't have to do that anymore. I think we're in that hustle and we're trying to like make work something that we decided when we were decades mm. younger. Meanwhile, you could have, you know, just ripped that bandaid off. And again, with all the things I did, I'm like, you know what? And as I did things, as I worked and tried this or tried that or had red hair and then went blonde, whatever it is, I'm like, yeah, "Eh, the hair will grow or (laughs) I tried it. 
I used to tell my hairdresser, cause he's like, what do you want? I'm like, you can shave my head. You can color it. I don't care. It'll look beautiful. <laughs> all of you, my friend, all of right? you. Cause it's nothing is, I mean, two things forever. I would think is, you know, whatever your last day, your last moment here, that's forever. Sadly, yeah. as we know, that's forever. But all this other time that we have, you could do anything. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a long-term plan. You know what I mean? So if you want to dye mm. your hair platinum blonde, or you want to go and take a job doing something completely different, or you want to travel, like nothing lasts forever. I mean, as you what, what do they say? Death mm-hmm. and taxes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. This is the prime time because many people who decided, you know, those who had children, often they're out of the house or they're moving. Finish line. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have yes. three teenagers, so I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. I'm it close. gets really good though. It gets really good. It does. Yeah. And so I start to think, you know, my youngest is 15. In three years, four years, my life is going to mm-hmm. look completely different from mm-hmm. what it is right now. What do I want to try today? What do I want to do today? And it doesn't mean I don't have plans, but Mm -hmm. I don't hold myself to following through with decisions that I made that no longer work for me. I love that. And I love the permission. Give it up and let's just keep moving. (laughs) So many people hopefully will sit back in their seat safely if they're driving, but that it's just one of, once you hear that, you're like, oh, that's why am I doing this? What are you waiting for? What are we waiting for with so much ahead of possibility? Yes. Truly, truly the possibilities. So as far as you've done a lot of episodes, obviously, since you've been. Yeah. 160 or something. Something like that. So was there one or two topics or episodes that were just like off the charts, the reaction, the chatter. I'm curious if it was something that really hit home. I have to say there's one guest who comes on and she's a therapist Mm -hmm. and she used to work in television as well. Mm, And so she gives her therapist opinion and and Mm -hmm. amazing insight, Mm -hmm. but she also just talks so openly she's unafraid to be vulnerable and to, she doesn't care if you like her. Right. (laughs) When I have conversations with women like that, her name's Melody Murray. She was a reality TV producer. She worked on The Bachelor. She, you know, she's been around humans. She understands how human, I have to say therapists and reality TV producers are probably the most insightful when it comes to how people behave. (laughs) The amount of what they see. Yeah. And what they might see as, well, maybe they'll catch a glimpse of the real person there, but nine times out of 10, it's the person probably trying to be what they think yeah, they I should think, be. I, I think they see a lot of behaviors and mm-hmm. a lot of insecurity and a lot of ego and mm-hmm. all of it. And so she switched her career in her, I think, early 40s maybe late thirties, but now she's a a very successful therapist. She's leaving her home where she's made her home and she's going to be traveling the world and still doing her because everything's online, right? That's the other thing is could do anything anywhere. Look at how terrible the last two years were. I mean, I I would never 
underestimate how many people suffered. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. at the same time, we shifted how we work. We shifted how we communicate. I mean, women are having happy hours over Zoom with Mm -hmm. people who there was always Zoom. I mean, not always, but there was Zoom and there was still the women and no one ever thought I should go on Zoom. Put it together. Right, right. Definitely changed so much. And probably pivotal in you have the whole great resignation going on where I think everyone got off the ride at the same time, which I think was key. You know, I mean, New York and and you were Cali. I mean, we let it with the amount of shutdowns and things like that, where there was no FOMO. You weren't missing out on anything because there was nothing going on to miss out on. So like every summer, we would always get a beach house for two weeks. We would do this. We would do that. I have a beautiful backyard with a beautiful pool. It's wonderful. And I fell in love with my house again. I'm I like, love this that. Is so, you know, I mean, we weren't going anywhere. So we fixed it up in a little paradise. And like, we fell in love with our house again. That's awesome. And believe me, my kids are like, you're not getting the beach. No, I'm not getting the beach house. No, nope. <laughs> I can drive to the like beach. Like there's a pool back in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You want to get the beach house? I'll come visit. No problem. I'm there. Just tell me what day. But right. not me, not this year. Yeah. So it really did change so much. And I see that now with things opening up. And, and again, I'm air quoting uh, the new normal, that's never going to be whatever was, it's whatever now it's all it's new. However, that is, but I already see so many repetitive behaviors like, okay, good. Now I can finally do what I wanted to do two years ago. Whereas the opportunity is right here in front of you. Yeah. Like, you don't have to That's you right. can do something different. You know, all those companies who are like, you couldn't possibly work remotely. It's not mm-hmm. even possible. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they had to have people work remotely. And now yeah. people are like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back. My husband works for a huge company that's around the world. And mm-hmm. they, I don't know that he's ever going back, which, you know, mm-hmm. is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's th- that much, that much is true. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, like in my perfect world, I would like a hybrid. Yes. You know, two days yes. in this way, you still have that connection to, totally. and, you know, you could still get things done and it's not just your house and who's ever else in your house. And like anything, it's so much more good, I think is yet to come. Yeah. But I think we've all collectively seen that if you didn't like what you were doing and you Mm -hmm. thought you had to be loyal to a company or you thought you couldn't make a change or this is it, it's set in stone. I couldn't possibly make a new decision. The universe made it for you. And you realize things can change on a dime. We see that all the time when people our age Someone passes away suddenly and you're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I better live my life. And then mm-hmm. that lasts about three days and then you're back Correct. doing the same thing. And the routine. You know, nothing is staying the same. If you stay exactly in the spot you're in, that's your choice. But everything around you is changing constantly. So you're really making that choice to stay mm-hmm. the same and not evolving or innovating or shifting into other things. Because, you know, I think that we had this really false sense that everything else was staying the same. So we might as well stay the same with it, but it's just not true. And so if you haven't noticed that the whole world is changing 
And that if you're going to stay in that exact same place, that is completely 100% up to you. How do you find people that stick pretty close to what I call their script, either the foundation of this is how I was raised. Yeah. I'm doing all of the steps in the right order. Check, check, double check. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm staying the course. And this is a recent thing that I am working on is my whole script. My first question is, are you sure it's your script? It's not my script. I can tell you that right off the bat. It's not. It's nothing I would have written. Exactly. So exactly. So where did you get that script? Understanding that and then looking at that script and going, oh, you know that there are pieces of this that I really like. And I'm so glad that I was given these, but which ones don't work for you? Like it's not your script to carry. Mm. And my other point is that whoever it was, the person or people people. who sort of collectively (laughs) wrote that script for you. Are they following their own script? Yeah. Or are they listening to other people's script? Correct. If we really looked for the owner of this damn script, like who in the world wrote this goddamn thing? Come on. Yeah. It's a whole lot of bullshit. I have to say. It is. It is. You know, just taking like, I'll be the first to tell you, I hate journaling. I see the power in it. And I don't know why I hate it. I think actually I, I figured out recently because... I can tell myself, I can run a a script, whether it's mine or someone else's in my head all Mm -hmm. day, every day. But when I journal, Mm -hmm. I call Mm -hmm. myself out. I'm like, you're so full of crap. Like you can't write down what you tell yourself in your head. You see it in black and white and you're like, Uh I'm so full of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so writing down the script that's playing in your head or writing down the script you want to be playing in your head, Mm -hmm. both of them are equally powerful exercises. Sure. And then how much, just from a couple of things that you're mentioning, I'll say law of attraction. Are you a believer of it type, you know, in theory, were you, or are you uh, new to it or gosh, I've always believed in it. Where, where are you in that? That's a great question. I remember back when, you know, the secret came out um, (laughs) and it was like, Ooh, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Like for many of us, that was our first sort Mm -hmm. of taste of it. And I remember thinking like, Oh, so if I just believe that I'm a 40 something bald man in a red Corvette, I'll become that. Like, I mean, it was, I love the idea, but it wasn't fleshed out so much. Mm -hmm. And so I believe in law of attraction. I believe that energy creates, like we attract what we believe, right? I had this exercise with my kids when they were little or driving down the street. And I said, I want you to count all Mm. the red cars Yeah. from when I drive just one Mm -hmm. mile down the street. And they're like, okay. And they they were probably like six, seven, eight. And we get to the end of the street. And I said, all right, how many white cars were there? And they're like, what? You said red. I said, I know, but now how many white cars? Well, I don't know. And I said, that's the point. You find what you're looking for. And so you're looking for red cars. You saw those red cars. But when you're looking for the white cars, that's what you would see. When you look at the world and you you know what you're looking for, you will find evidence of yes. that. If you are looking for like life sucks and I am so unlucky, mm, like guess what? There, there you it go. Is. <laughs> <laughs> but if you believe that everything is working in your favor mm. and that there is purpose, I don't believe everything happens for a reason but I believe Mm -hmm. there's purpose in everything that happens. And so 
all of the things that I've been through, you know, I call myself a walking talk show because I could fill an entire season just from some of the experiences I've had with Alzheimer's and autism and transgender and chronic illnesses and mom who died. And I was raised by a nun. My dad married a former nun who raised us 11 kids. I was going to say, I I thought I I, I meant to get to the, how many siblings? Yeah. I have 12 siblings total. Wow. Wow. And I've gone through a lot of things, but I truly believe that I have the ability to use those experiences Mm. to connect. Look, I'm on your podcast. I get to talk to you and and so easy to talk to. And I feel like it's meaningful. I feel like in my community, I get to have conversations with women. And in my real life community, I get Mm -hmm. to have conversations and I, and I constantly get those emails of like, Hey, can you talk to my friend? Cause they're Mm -hmm. going through this. And so to get back to your question, I believe what you put out, you receive back. I, I don't think it's as simple as sitting there and envisioning it and it happens. I think you also have to make strategic, oh. smart decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. There's definitely um, work for it, but once you start believing it, then you might even start acting a little differently and not even realize your step of action. And then it comes to fruition or what you think you want something bigger and better. So you might, again, get stuck holding that steamy bag of shit being like, well, this really sucks. God, you know, I was supposed to get this. I worked so hard for it because there was just something better out there. It's funny because yes, I do journal. It definitely helps in data dumping. The wonderful script that continues in this crazy head of mine. Mm -hmm. But I also have learned in the last, I'll say 20 years that I look for a lesson like, wow, this is not a gold star day. What the hell's going on here? What can I learn from this versus, you know, if I was the person who maybe the glass is always half empty and, you know, look at me. Yep. Nope. I'm going to get fucked anyway. So, you know, someone's going to screw me over. Okay. Guess what? It's going to happen also. You're absolutely correct. What I did love when you were just talking before is all of the things as you were describing, you get to. You never once said, yeah, no, then I have to, you know, make sure my key. I get to. Yeah. Simple word. Absolutely. I have to say that when you first invited me to be here, I was so attracted to the name of your podcast (laughs) and I listened to your episodes. And one of the things that I was like, she's my people (laughs) because that joy isn't found in what you're doing or in other people like that Mm -hmm. joy is all in here. And it doesn't mean that we wake up every day like, Oh, no, believe me, as my husband, he has to live with me and he'll be the first one to be like, what did she say? Absolutely not. The other day, forget it. She was such a crab. Yeah, I was. And and then I usually will apologize. I'm like, I'm a little off today or stay away. Don't talk. It's just no one will get hurt if that happens. Let me work through this. Then when coast is clear, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm fine now. That's the East Coast in us, you know? <laughs> Here's the warning. I'm yep. going to just give you a red flag. If you're going to walk into the abyss, be careful. But I think but finding yeah. joy is a practice, right? 
And just like I always say, being a grown ass woman is a practice. Like we don't mm. wake up and make all the choices that a grown ass yeah. woman needs to make. It's practice. Everything worthwhile is a practice. I think confidence is not that everything is going to work, but you're going to still be alive if it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. When someone wants to go in and with my employees, believe me, they all will come and be us if they want to, you know, I really want, I have to, I want to get a raise and I'm like, all right, well, you know, when you go to talk to the owners, here's what you want to do. And regardless if they say yes or no, you're going to be alive. You're going to walk out of the office and you're still alive. It's all fine. It's great. Okay. And you you're probably an in a better place than, yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of thinking about it and weighing it, just get it out. Let's see now. And then, you know, from there, other decisions may, might play out. I appreciate your definition and uh, of even the title, which if people that I'm sure they've heard before was founded by accident because I had a totally different name. And then realized somebody had the name. I couldn't get the website and had a little meltdown, got my pity party out of the way, and then just kind of sat real quietly, journaled. And I'm like, what is it? What, what do I want? What am I about? And who knew? And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> and here you are. So, all right, grown ass women, parting words. What can we tell them just to give them a little more empowerment. I mean, you gave them permission earlier. I'm sure you've got a one or two things locked and loaded that you can just be like, hey, here's what you can also do. I feel like it's all about habits. It's all mm. about the practice. And I don't mean habits like brush your teeth before coffee or, or whatever, uh -huh, the, uh -huh. whatever the productivity habits are. Uh -huh. But I have a, a freebie on my website and you can link to that if you want to, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's 11 habits that I think are so important. And one of them is knowing you're not for everyone, mm, right? So like it, how many times have we walked into a room where there's 10 people, nine of you, nine of them adore you. And we're so focused on that 10th. Like, why don't they like me? I need mm, to fix this. And but, guess yeah. what? You just might not be for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny. I do find that sometimes because in general, I talk to anybody. I look for the good. I do. But then there's just some people and I don't know what it is. And when I say, I'm not a fan. And they're like, that's fine. I know they didn't do anything to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just energetically. Just, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. I think that's so important because when we don't care, or at least we understand that mm -hmm. we're not for everyone, then we're able to use our voice mm -hmm. in a way that's impactful. Yeah. You know, I believe yeah. a grown ass woman uses her voice not only for herself, but to uplift other people. And if we listen to those who don't like us or don't prefer us, then we're not using our own gifts, our own voice, our own authenticity to make a true impact in the world because we're stifling ourselves for someone who probably wouldn't like us if we were different anyway. We didn't even touch on the whole people pleasing, but oh my gosh. Can say. <laughs> so what I'll say to that is perhaps, and I would love it if we can continue this conversation in a part two later on in our second season, because, oh my goodness, we could just go on and on, but people might be done with their walks. They might be done with their drives. And I totally, uh, I totally arriving time indeed. <laughs> 
So where, if those curious uh, queens out there that would be like, okay, I want to be a little part of this tribe, where are we going to find the movement and you and the podcast? Thank you. Thank you. You can find everything at grownasswoman.guide. Um, okay. Like you, the domain, the grownasswomansguide.com was not available wasn't being used, but it wasn't available. Right. And I was like, that's okay. That's way too long anyway. So grownasswoman.guide is the website. And you can find, I'm on all the podcast platforms and YouTube Mm -hmm. and social, but you can find it all from that website. From the website. Okay. So with that, I am so excited. Thank you so much. This Thank has you. been, I've been looking forward, looking <laughs> forward to this and not disappointed. I'm never disappointed. I mean, you know, when it's really good, you know. Well, this you're amazing really and you make it so easy and you're so warm and generous. And I just appreciate from one host to another. I just appreciate oh. your you make it feel like a girlfriend just came in to have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or something. And so I appreciate that. That is, thank you. It's nice to hear. And also it's important that we take compliments, damn it. You know, people want to, you got to give it a You see that? Oh, okay. So we're ready. I'm already on our part two conversation. And another thing. And another thing. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to this. I know we're definitely going to get the comments joyfoundhere.com is the website. As always, thank you for your support. You know where to find us. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, iHeart, wherever you, I'm on everything as a matter of fact, which was like a nice little surprise. Um, I'm like, oh my God, I'm there too. So wherever you're listening, you're going to like this. I would love and appreciate a review, leave a comment and we'd love to hear what you think. Until the next time, be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.